Welcome to the All Souls Episcopal Parish in Berkeley's Sermon Podcast. Today is the Great Vigil of Easter, and the Reverend Maggie Foote preached from the lectionary, which was Luke chapter 24, verses 1 to 12. Stay tuned for tomorrow and Easter Sunday. occasion of his baptism, Easter Vigil 2022. Today is a very important day. Today is the day we celebrate your initiation into the body of Christ. I'm writing you this letter because you won't remember today. You won't remember what it felt like to be dunked in cold water late at night, although I'm sure Leah and Lorena will, (laughs) outside in a feeding trough next to a campfire. You won't remember the joy in the air when the, pe- when the people finally got to proclaim, Alleluia, Christ is risen. And you may wonder sometime why we wanted you to be baptized and why we wanted it to happen on Easter. You see, Easter is the day of the church year that we remember the resurrection of Jesus. We recall with joy and amazement the moment that the women, Jesus' loyal friends, arrived at the tomb after seeing the broken, breathless body of their beloved teacher and friend laid there the day before and found it empty. When Mary Magdalene saw that Jesus' body was gone, she was at first shocked and upset. Someone had taken Jesus' body away and she didn't know where they had put it. Mary Magdalene had come to anoint Jesus' body, to cover his body with oil and spices, to wrap his body in clean cloth. This was customary in Jesus' time, and not being able to do this meant that after all that Jesus had suffered, he would not even have the dignity of a proper burial. And for Mary Magdalene, it meant that she wouldn't have the chance to say goodbye to Jesus for the last time. He was just gone. She had prepared herself to do the most difficult thing that she could imagine, to care for the lifeless body of her friend and teacher, coming face to face with the brutality of his death in the wounds on his hands, feet, and side. And yet what she found when she arrived there was even worse. Just emptiness. Just absence. Just confusion. Just loss. When she turns to leave, she meets Jesus in the garden. Only she doesn't recognize him. It's not until Jesus calls out to her by name that she realizes that it's him. She's understandably startled, but also filled with excitement. She goes and tells the others what she has seen and heard. This is the core story of my Christian life. This is the moment that hope begins to emerge, mingled with fear, joy, and astonishment where there was once only loss, only death, only emptiness. Our own lives are inevitably touched by this emptiness, confusion, and loss. You haven't yet experienced this in your short life, but one day you will. There's nothing I can do to keep these forces away from you, try as I might. But what what I can do is tell you about a time when death came calling for me 
and I answered. I'm not speaking here of a physical death. I'm speaking of the kind of death that comes from feeling trapped, from feeling like there's no way out that doesn't involve stepping out from the relative safely of the trap that we found ourselves in into the complete unknown, requiring us to leave behind everything we've ever known, including ourselves. This happened for me on the floor of my college dorm room. I had known for some time that I was queer, but I hadn't yet said it out loud. Because if I didn't say it out loud, then maybe I could hold on to everything that I loved so dearly about my life. My family, my friends, my church and my summer camp, my vision of who I would grow up to be, the future that I had been told all my life that I should have by the world around me. A husband, maybe some children, a well-defined place in the church and in the world. Happiness. As I got older, the more those things started to feel dead to me. I felt strained in my relationships with friends and family because I was holding back part of myself from them, not allowing them to love me for who I am. I started to feel like I was watching my life from the outside, and that vision of who I was supposed to be started to get cloudier and cloudier. One night, I was sitting alone in my dorm room, feeling trapped and alone, and I revisited the story of Jesus. And I remember feeling like way down deep in that moment that I was in the tomb with Jesus. Or maybe Jesus was in the tomb with me. And Jesus called me by my name. And I realized that if I could find within me the strength to let myself die, then maybe, just maybe, I could actually live. Jesus showed me by his resurrection that just at the moment where everything feels lost, everything feels empty, and the only way out feels like death, that is the moment when hope can emerge. And what I found in that hope was the possibility for a new and more full life. I didn't get there overnight, and there were certainly some losses suffered along the way, some friendships destroyed by my own fear. But eventually that hope led me to my truest self. It brought me to your mom, and it brought you here. You're part of the fullness of life that I could only see for myself after I let go of the half-life I was living and the murky dream that the world told me I should have for myself. Now, I can imagine by, that by the time you're old enough to understand this, the world will look a lot different than my world looked that night on the cold tile floor of my dorm room. And just being a regular old queer person will seem a sort of vanilla to you. <laughs> In fact, I hope that's true. But the point here is not necessarily what brought me into the tomb, but rather who pulled me out. We all, in turn, find and have found ourselves in the tomb. And one day, you will too. But whether it's a tomb of our own creation or the very real forces of death and brokenness around us, that's what brings us here tonight. We come here to be reminded that deep inside that tomb, God is working miracles that we can't yet see. We come here to be in community with other people who have found hope in the new life of Jesus Christ. 
You were baptized alongside Lorena and Leah, both of whom have been brought to this moment, I'm sure, by their own experiences of loss and hope, their own winding and sometimes painful journey to the font. And tonight, all three of you were marked as Christ's own forever, washed in the waters of new life and marked with the oil of gladness. This doesn't mean that nothing bad will ever happen again. This doesn't mean that you will somehow get to skip the part of life that leaves you feeling lost and hopeless. This doesn't mean that you are immune to the heartache of the world. In fact, what I hope this means for you is that you are even more in tune with it. Our world is teeming with death and brokenness. At the time of this writing, innocent lives are being wantonly cut down in the war in Ukraine. Women and children around the globe are missing, having been sold into human trafficking. Millions of people have died as a result of the COVID-19 pandemic that spread across the globe over the last two years. We are witnessing an ongoing demonization of our trans siblings. Racism, injustice, and poverty rage on in our own country and abroad, showing no signs of slowing down. People all around us are experiencing the social death of isolation and loneliness, or being cast out from their communities. And if we're really paying attention, it will break our hearts. We are called to be people of the resurrection, people who can deeply feel the pain of the world, who can hold it in our own broken hearts and still point to the hope of new life in Christ. Being people of the resurrection doesn't mean being people who believe that this brokenness and death are inconsequential and don't take a real and lasting toll on the human family. But it means being willing to wade into the death and brokenness of our world, trusting that new life comes on the other side. So to Mac, Lorena, and Leah, Thank you for giving us all a chance to remember what it means to be people who live in a world where we are called to love what dies. That with Christ, we are called to turn towards what is broken and remember that death does not have the final say. That on that first Easter morning, deep inside the tomb, resurrection happened in the dark. You are loved, you are never alone on the journey, and the hope of new life always awaits.